Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from the Hamptons, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Is that correct? Kurt, that is correct. I'm in Bridgehampton, New York, right next to. I'm literally like a, I, I would say 50 yards away from Bridgehampton High School, which uh, there's actually a Netflix documentary about their state basketball dominance. So. I haven't seen it, but I've I've heard good things. Uh, it's also, I believe, where Carl Yastrzemski went to high school. The legend, Carl Yastrzemski, yeah. father of Mike Yastrzemski. Yeah, that's a tough one to live up to. Yeah, was saw- for was forever the last triple crown winner until uh, Cabrera. Cabrera, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, like that, like that's, that's a, that was a record that that stood for a while. Yeah. It's tough. So that's RBIs average and home runs. Correct. Correct. The leader of just the league, just the, uh, your, your, your league. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he, he won the American league triple crown. Yeah. How about my boy, Joey Votto? How about your boy, Joey Votto? I so wanted him to tie that record. He came, uh, what, you what know, six inches, six inches at City Field? Yeah. You know, and City Field, tough place to, I mean, pretty tough place to hit homers in general. So uh, he got one in the first game of the series, right? Yeah. And then the second game is where he lost it. Um, yeah, it's close. You know, uh, I did this baseball, fantasy baseball show at the beginning of the year. I don't, I don't know how many dirt balls tuned in. Somebody asked me to guest on this fantasy baseball show and they were it was all about like waiver wire pickups and they went through first base they're like okay just ran, name a random first baseman you're supposed to i didn't realize you're supposed to name a random first baseman that would be available on the waiver wire because the guy in front of me goes joey Votto, and then i was like pete alon i was just oh now we're just naming like great first baseman like i was like pete, and, he, and they were like bro you can't say pete alonzo he's and i was like Joey Votto is not like waiver wire available. And they're like, yeah, he is. He's owned in 20% of leagues. This is to start the year. And I was like, I just want to go on the record as saying right now, Joey Votto is good enough that he should be on, you know, 95% of rosters. And I am, I'm not like a Joey Votto fan. Obviously you're a big Cincinnati guy, but that was amazing to me that the disrespect they were giving Joey Votto to start the year. And I'm on the record as saying that is, that was bullshit. Well, you know, he's had a couple down years and it's just like something clicked. He said going into this year, he was changing his focus. And since June, he's just, he's just playing great baseball. And He said it's the first time in his career he's trying to hit home runs. And I, and I went on like a deep dive on the local paper, an interview he had. And he, that's what he said. He's, 
is how he's swinging and he's altered his stance. And obviously it shows, you know, you're at 37 and you homer in seven straight games. And that, that one was tough because the one he didn't get out, they said in 17 out of 30 ballparks, that's out. Yeah. Which whatever. I mean, you, you break it down how you want, but dude, I'm, I'm all happy for him. A lot of Reds fans, you know, the contract that he signed 10 years ago, they, they get worked up over, but I've always said for the most part, I would argue he's earned it. And for what else he brings to the ball club, to the fans, all those other intangibles. I just and- think obviously so many of these big contracts don't quote unquote work out, but we're, it's a totally different situation in baseball than it is in every other sport. There's not, there's the luxury tax, but there's not a cap by any means. So it's like, it's not your fucking money. And a team shouldn't sign these guys to these contracts. If that's going to affect potentially signing other guys, just sign it. Like be competitive that, that was always my problem with the Wilpons is like you have a team that could be competitive, but you don't want to spend any more money. It's like when you're I, I totally understand in baseball being like, hey, we're going to dial back our payroll because I don't think that we can be competitive. But if you can be competitive, the idea of not going over a luxury tax or not spending enough money or not paying somebody because you paid somebody else, I, I think it's like then don't be a fucking baseball owner. Don't be a penny pinching baseball owner. Oh, I, I always say this about when I see people, I'm sure I've said this on this show at some point, but I've definitely said it on the kooks of comedy numerous times. Sometimes I'll see people who have their bike rack or their surf rack on their Porsche and they're going to the beach. I'm like, if you don't have a second car, you don't have an SUV for your bike. You can't afford a Porsche in the first place. <laughs> like, have a car for your bike and have a board. If you can't spend the money to compete when you have a team that can in baseball, you're not you're not rich enough to be a baseball owner. Get out of the business. Well, look, I understand, you know, markets differ. You are going to have a, a different salary as far as means what you can pay in a smaller market like Cincinnati. And you could argue that that it's definitely a hamstrung the Reds to a degree. That's that's a fair assessment. But again, but you I, know I, what you know what makes money winning. Yeah, and also you know, I go to the ballpark. I want to see him. You know, he's an attraction. He he's a he's a ride. He I mean to break it down, like you, you don't go to the amusement park if they don't have a cool roller coaster. To bring it back to my favorite thing, roller coasters. But if they don't have, what are you shaking your head for? I mean this fucking. <laughs> I've only been twice. I mean, the Mid- Midwest Ruther is real. I mean, it happens so fast. Fucking raccoons and cages and roller coasters. And like, it's Dude. really unbelievable. Well, let's be honest. What, what was, what was Southern California Ruther? I mean, do you know how many fucking amusement parks are in Southern California? You could throw, you could hit a golf ball from Venice beach and hit 10 amusement parks. Knott's Berry farm. Universal Six Flags. You didn't go to one of them. Well, I lived across the street from the beach. Well, yeah, but I'm saying you're now you're a fucking coaster guy. I don't have a beach across the street from me. Got a disgusting river. That's what I'm dealing with. For the record, final two weeks of weekday at Kings Island before the end of the summer. So no, 
Yeah, you didn't have to back them in. I've only been twice. I I need to just ride the big. How one. many how many visits make the season pass worth it? Twice. Okay. So I've already made my money back. I'll, I'll go probably two more times. I'll fit in two more times. I gotta ride the Giga Coaster, Orion. <laughs> on the to-do list unbelievable so whatever anyway back to baseball i really enjoyed this ride obviously it's extra special as a reds fan but i enjoyed social media basically unanimously having Vado's back i think because he's older right he's 37 mm-hmm. he's just two years younger than me and i think it's great and, and i've been doing a deep dive and i told you about this and we don't have to do this now but I didn't think he'd be a Hall of Famer. If you look, Larry Walker's getting into the Hall of Fame this year. If Votto has two more decent years, similar to this year, he's going to be extremely, like his numbers, this is Votto through 14 years. Larry Walker did 16 years. So again, if Votto does about two more years of this year's productivity, and that's a big if. Yeah. His numbers are going to be right there with home runs, hits. Now plug, you know, put in earplugs, Bo Blaha, because I know this is going to. And he didn't. He's not playing a course. Well, he's he's playing in a hitter's park. Yeah, he's playing American. in a hitter's park. Yeah, but it's not Coors Field. Do you do you really think it makes that much of a difference? Home run wise, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. And listen. The, the same goes for pitchers there. Like, you know, you have to take their, that's why guys, that's why big free agents never want to sign there. You got to take that into consideration, but like, yeah, it's a factor for sure. Yeah. It, it was always crazy. Who was your guy? Who was the guy from the Mets that then went, signed the big contract, the pitcher, Mike uh, Hampton, Mike Hampton. You remember yeah. what happened when he went to Colorado? Yeah. Just go. I actually the, the the Mets brought back their black jerseys on Friday and they were showing the fucking they were showing the uh, souvenir stand there. They're like, we're all ready with the black jerseys. They had like the jersey they were sell, and they had Mike Hampton, who's obviously a big name when they were in the midst of the black jerseys. And I was like, talk about fucking trying to get rid of your old inventory. Is anybody going and buying a, like that shit better be ten dollars. Who's going to buy a Mike Hampton black Mets jersey on fucking the Friday they trade for hobby? Yeah, big trade for you guys. Big trade, not, you know, not the trading deadline. I think a lot of people thought the Mets would have. Um, but as far as, you know, as far as the Mets go, and I know, you know, we're, we're battered wives of abusive husbands you know it's still year one of cohen they make a move they make a move for a guy you know who can fill in for lindor right now while lindor's hurt who can play obviously every infield position um a guy who can obviously he did in the first game he hits a homer mets the mets have uh, as of late been you know a pete Alonzo bomb or not a pizza Pete Alonzo bomb offensively. So you have another guy who absolutely has, you know, crazy home run power and it's a nice move. Uh, the Puerto Rican thing with Lindor, they're like besties. Um, you know, uh, Diaz has talked about 
how not having Lindor out there has affected him in save situations. So you have another guy that can, I guess, talk Puerto Rican to, to, to Diaz during save situations. Um, I what's, think it's a, what's what's that Puerto Rican talk sound like? Yeah, I have no idea, but it's like apparently Diaz needs specifically another Puerto Rican, like and somebody else coming up to him and talking Spanish. Apparently, he's not cutting it. He's literally been like, "I need Lindor to come talk to me during uh, save situations." I, I mean, it's a great fit for them right now. What is the fit long term? I don't know, um, but I, I love it. I mean, talk about a team that has struggled defensively on the infield. Um, they've been pretty good. Uh, the Mets have been pretty good defensively considering all the injuries they've had, like the VRs uh, have, have filled in nicely, but on, on with their kind of go-to starting infield with, if, if you're playing Davis at third, McNeil at second, Lindor at short, it's a little, and, and Lonzo at first, it's a little dicey. you, you know, tap out McNeil and or Davis with a hobby and like defensively, it's just like a whole different world. So I like the move. They didn't quite make the moves. You know, they didn't quite go as big as I thought they were going to go, but you know, Rich Hill and hobby, uh, I'll take it. Well, uh, Scherzer, obviously they were odds on favor to get Scherzer and then Scherzer, you know, is a little bitch and needs to be the best pitcher on a, on whatever team he joins, that's he can do that to any team except the New York Mets, where he's clearly the second best. Well, a couple things. One, yeah, not the, the biggest move. Obviously, the Baez move is a nice move for you guys, and same for getting Rich Hill. But also, you're you're in a mediocre division. So my point is, you know, you you don't even have two teams with a winning record. I think that helps, right? So. Well, I mean, what? I think the, the the disappointing thing as a Mets fan is, and I've said this a lot recently, and I think it's 100% true. A healthy Jacob deGrom in the playoffs as your game one starter. And I would love to talk to an actual baseball bookmaker about this. But I think the Mets with a game one starter at Jacob DeGrom, if he's fully healthy and pitching, you know, the way he's pitched this whole year when he's been on the mound, I think they're betting favorites against every single team in the history of baseball. Like a guy pitching the way he's pitching right now. Like, I don't think a guy who goes out there and almost never gives up two earned runs. I don't think the 27 Yankees are betting favorites in that game. I mean, Every single Jacob DeGrom start, when I look at the line, they're minus 185. They're minus 195. Like, so to have that guy potentially be able to pitch three games in a series, I think that makes you World Series contenders, regardless of their regular season record, regardless of their division, regardless of whatever. So I think that was the, you know, the issue with the Mets right now is like, yeah, it was a nice little move. Would have been nice to have a second starting pitcher because you're going to be betting favorites. You're going to be a favorite in every single game. Jacob DeGrom pitches regardless of who he's pitching against the Dodgers, the fucking Yankees, the Astros, the, it doesn't matter. Well, the Dodgers got a lot richer. The rich will get richer. They yep. had Scherzer and Trey Turner. I, I, I do hate that. I'll be honest. I, I, uh, it's just like, 
I know it's the way it is, but they can just do that so easily because there aren't any salary cap restraints. As a sports fan, I don't like it. Then again, it is what it is. I'm saying if you, if you look at different sports, Joe, you rarely see the other two. Base, I'm sorry, basketball and football. You're not seeing at the trade deadline, at least that I can recall, adding like a monster pitcher like that. I, I don't know. I don't know no. what the equivalent is. You, you're not seeing the Lakers or the Patriots or whoever adding, you know, that sort of piece. That's what kind of stinks about baseball and the no salary cap. Well, that's why I said, you know, Church was a little bitch because he, you know, kind of essentially forced his move to a Dodgers team. And you're like, man, there are so many teams you could have gone to and made legit world series contenders. And then you put a bunch of teams on your no trade list, except, you know, the Dodgers and the Padres. Like you're like, Oh, okay. I guess you're just, not only do you want to go to the West coast, but you're only willing to play for teams that are already stacked. You're not coming in and doing, you know, what guys in the past have done and just take a team that's there and take them over the, the hump. You're well, going he, to he, the he's defending already, he's already done that in the postseason. What if he doesn't want to now? What if he just says, I want to go again to a West coast team and just be that additional piece. Yeah, it's fine. But the whole world, you know, destroyed Kevin Durant over it. Obviously, he signed as a free agent. But, you know, when you're a guy well, who's going to get moved at the deadline and you say, I'm only going to willing well, to play for this team and this team. To be fair, Scherzer, again, has already gotten a chip on his own. Sure. As the man. Sure. Kevin Durant never got a chip on his own as the man. I, th- I think there's the difference. Now, the Giants counter by adding Chris Bryant which is a nice piece for them. Great piece for them. Bryant's going to be great. I mean, all the the Cubs just fire sailing. You know, the talk forever was who is the guy that they keep? Sure. Oh, they're going to get rid of Bryant and Baez because they're going to sign Rizzo. Oh, they're going to get rid of Rizzo and Baez because they love Chris Bryant. They get rid of everybody. Well, we have a... Very sad, sad Cubs fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to play it. You know, you know, we can discuss it. This, this is, you know, sports can get emotional. And, and this is what happens when your team does a complete and utter fire sale, garage sale, you know, whatever you want to call it. They're basically selling everything in the property. And let's hear from a Cubs fan. Hey, boys, it's your Indiana Dirtball Preston. And um, so I'm a Cub fan. And um, I just had a question um, regarding fandom. Um, um, it, does it make me a bad fan when the team that I've loved trades away every player on the team that I love? Am I allowed to, to, to switch fan bases for a year or even a couple years? I'm just... I'm unhappy with the way that the owners of the Cubs have dealt with this, and it, it, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. So first off, I'm hoping if I can join your Mets fandom. Um, I've got money on DeGrom to win MVP. Um, shout out to Joe Prano. Um, 
So I'm kind of there, and my buddy's a Padres fan, and we always go to the Padres Cups games, so I'm kind of rooting for the Padres as well. Basically, my question is, does that make me a dick? Um, and would you do the same thing? And condoms are for the fucking Cubs. God damn it, that pisses me off. Anyway, say dairy, boys. You know what I love, by the way, when Dirtball's calling them, like, this is uh, your Indiana, like, there's one. I love this. Dirtball's, this is what I've been noticing. I call like, this is your uh, Wisconsin dirt. Like, there's just, like, each state gets one listener. I love it. This is your uh, North Dakota Dirtball. I've said for many years that we need, like, uh, remember the beer caps map? Yeah. That we pushed around? I've, I've said for years we need a Dirtball map and just start listing names of people that we know for sure are from certain states. Well, what I'm picking up on too is, is it's, it's basically, we have consistency of the same people calling, which is fine. I always like new callers, but we have that same contingency of callers. You can't, you can't give up on your team, dude. Well, I mean, I think his question that when he, when he posed it originally sounded like one thing, but then he kind of clarified what I will, what I will say is that, I mean, I think it's fine to be like, I can root. I'm going to root for these teams that are in it. I like this, you know, my teams are out. I'm going to root for these guys. You know uh, he's, it doesn't sound like he's abandoning the Cubs. It sounds like he's asking for permission to root for other teams. Now that the Cubs have given up on the season, which I will say, yeah, as opposed to his original question, can I take a couple of years off? Oh, can you take a couple of years off from the Cubs? While they go into rebuild, and then when they're back to good, you can root for them again? No, you have to be a Cubs fan the whole time. But the rest of this year, you know, if you want to hop on, you know, you're like, oh, well, the the Cubs aren't going to compete. I want the Mets to be the team out of the NL. Sure, I do that shit all the time. Well, look, as someone who's come from a market that does fire sales from time to time, it's awful. It really is. As a fan base, when you know you're going to suck for a couple years – it's terrible, right? And that's, and that's not a good feeling. But also, you're Chicago. You're the third largest market in the entire country. You're going to be good soon. All yeah. they're doing is just reshuffling their entire roster, and they're going to rebuild, and you'll be good. And I, and I admit that's got to suck. But, but look, at, look at try to take a silver lining. I know this might sound kind of corny, but these guys got you a World Series, man. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is like, listen, the Cubs – go a hundred years without a world series. I think every single Cubs fan in history would have signed up for one, but at the same time, they are a big market. They have a lot of money and now they're kind of reshuffling like Rizzo and Bryant and, you know, to a lesser extent bias, like they're not the ambulance is going by for the fucking Cubs fans. Uh, th- you know, those guys have, careers ahead of them still and they're going to be productive so this whole thing of crying kind of like poor and we've got to reshuffle it's like i i'm totally into a rebuild but like you have the money with baseball it's still like jason hayward's still there hate to say i told you so but don't go spending money on fucking dipshittery and then be like we need to do something about our salary cap let's get rid of beloved Cubs, lifer Cubs, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, and now you're stuck with journeyman, essentially bust that you overpaid 
Jason Hayward in the fucking outfield. Be smarter with your money. You it 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 sucks to be a baseball fan that has to you know see your favorite players leave because your front office made other incompetent moves that they can't get out of. You're the Chicago Cubs. You got a World Series. You made a lot of money. You have the money. The idea that all three of these guys had to go is ridiculous. Yeah, they and- should have kept one guy as the core to be the bridge to the last team to build, to rebuild around. Sure. Chicago is a great baseball town. It's a great, you know, Wrigley, Wrigleyville. It's a great, just great area for baseball. So you're going to be back. You're going to like the Cubs will be back a long time that the Cubs were not back ever. I agree, but I, I would argue or speculate. I should say the Cubs will be back within two years. Maybe not next season, the season after that. It, it's just the fans, the fans are too fervent there. They care too much. I would argue that there's a better chance that they're not than they are. Remember, Epstein is the guy who broke the second curse. You know, he's he's the curse breaker. He's long gone. And now, you know, like, was that their window? Like, so far, the Cubs new management is fire sailing all of their best players. Yeah. I bet Steve Barman's available. Bring him back in the fold. Bring him back. They should do. I mean, I love, I love the Rizzo move for the Yankees. I love, like, I love every one of the moves that the teams that acquired these guys made. They've all, they all homered in their debuts. Rizzo's going to hit a million home runs in the little league ballpark. That is the Yankee stadium's right field. Bryant is going to like, I, I, it sucks to be a Cubs fan right now. Yeah. But like you said, it's good. These guys are all going to teams that are in the thick of it, that have a legit chance at making deep playoff runs. So good for those guys. Yeah. And 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 I, like for me as a non-Cubs fan, I will always associate those guys with that 2016 Cubs. Anytime I see Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, any of those guys, and I'm sure Cubs fans will as well, You'll just think this is the team that finally got the World Series for Chicago, the long-awaited, and and they'll be they'll be legends in Cubs history, and deservingly so. What are some other big trades that we haven't talked about? Are there any other big? You got you you you've got the tracker up, don't you? We talked obviously Scherzer, Trey Young, or Trey Turner, Trey Young, Trey Turner. Talked all the Cubs moves. Well, speaking of Cubs, I like the Kimbrel to the White Sox. Just unlike Scherzer, he's like, yeah, I'll go across town. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to a kind of rival. I ain't a little bitch. I was going to say, that's just obviously they're running away with that division, but that's a nice little piece for them to uh, only enhance the roster. A reminder, I picked White Sox Mets as the World Series matchup this year. What do you think about that Larusa running out in the field? <laughs> He's unbelievable. I swear, you know, with the DUI, like now I just think Lewis might be drunk all the time. <laughs> I just assume he is. I just assume he's drunk all the time. I mean, his post games, the shit he's doing on the field, some of his fucking moves. Is Tony LaRusa drunk 100% of the time? He's 76 years old, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm always impressed by these managers. That is a long season. 
162 games from city to city. You're 76 years old. That is uh, just a taxing toll on your body, especially when you're sprinting. And let's use the word sprinting loosely. Sprinting. Power walking. Is power walking still an Olympic sport? I don't think it ever was. Was it? I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen competitive power walking on tracks where they like can only like they can't like, I don't know. Suburban house both feet off the ground or something at the same time would crush that. Really? Power walking was a competitive thing. I don't look it up. Because you or can't don't. who cares? You yeah, I'm not a little you can't run though. Right. I think I think the rule is like you can't have both feet off the ground at the same time. So my mom, my mom used to walk half marathons. And some of the women that she walked with got really angry at one of my mom's friends because they claimed she didn't technically walk the half marathons with her group and she would be jogging too much. And that caused Tokyo Olympic preview race walks. Men's 20 kilometer race walk. Women's 20 kilometer race walk. Yeah. There's but this, race. This, is, this is what I'm saying. There was, there was a woman 50 in my, kilometer race walk, but how do you define it? That's what I'm saying. There was a woman in my mom's group who was like moving too fast. I'm assuming that it's something like one foot's always got to be in contact with the ground. You know, when you're running, you obviously like taking strides where you're, like, and I know nothing about walking or running, but I'm just going to assume that's what it is. Yeah. Do you think any of the, who do, who does these trades help the most? The Dodgers, the Dodgers, of course. Yeah. The Yankees. I mean, the Yankees made some great moves, but the they're Yankees, se- like there's seven games out right now. They're going to have a tough time making the playoffs at all. Sure. And nothing would make me happier than if they just still didn't make the playoffs. Also, nothing would make me happier than, you know, a a Padres one game win over a Dodgers in a wild card or the Dodgers making it to, you know, an NLCS and Jacob DeGrom shoving it up Max Scherzer's ass. You really you really are you really mad about Scherzer? It's pretty obvious. I I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. Like, listen, You're mad. I'm not mad. You're mad. I just, I just think, I just think that I'm not even mad. He didn't go to the Mets as much as that. He went to the Dodgers because he essentially was like, I'm only going to the Dodgers. It just seems like a soft thing to do for Mr. Two, uh, two different color eyes, bulldog stomping around the mound. I only go to the best team with the best lineup. That's how fucking much of a crazy fucking competitor I am. Yeah, but I'm I'm defending him, man. Whatever. He just wants to go to L.A. Whatever. He wants to go to California. But like my, my what makes me mad is when people, you know, pretend to be one thing. And then what's he what's he pretend? He's, he's Mr. Fucking I fucking strike out everybody. I'm so fucking badass and tough. And you're oh, I, I, I always have the fucking sour push on my face. But I I I will only play in 
places where the temperature ranges from 72 to 74 every day and already has the best lineup in baseball because I'm a badass. I mean, you're unbelievable. This this Max dude, the guys won three Cy Young Awards. Cool. The, the guy's career. He seems like he seems like ring chasing at this point is really fucking soft. <laughs> you already have a ring. You already have three Cy Youngs. You've already proven everything. No, I'm going to fucking stomp around, but I need the weather to be fucking perfect. And I need the fucking, and we need to have the best lineup. I need fucking run support. Where is this Max Scherzer blasphemy coming? Just from his facial expressions in the mound? Well, you know, he's Mr. Fucking, you know, stomp around, angry. But that's how, that's his his demeanor. That's how he channels it. You are, dude, you are so mad that he didn't go to the Mets. It's hilarious. I'm actually, I'm actually more mad that he went to the Dodgers than I'm mad. If he had gone to the Giants, I wouldn't be saying this. If he'd gone to the Padres, I probably wouldn't be saying this as much. If he'd gone to the Yankees, I'd have been like, well, good for like, fuck. It's the Yankees and that would have been annoying, but they're in fucking fourth place. Yeah, but again, from his perspective, he's going to a team that already has all the pieces around him. They've, they've won a championship. I, uh, yeah, exactly. That doesn't that doesn't make him any less of a person, of a player. No, what makes him a less of a person is I will only go there. You guys have to trade me. You're going to trade me. But I have a no trade clause and I'm only going here. Well, fuck you then. You know, I'm going to stand up for Max Scherzer and his two different colored eyes. I can't wait till he faces your Mets in the playoffs. Let's hope. Let's hope uh, the f- highest payroll in baseball that keeps stacking players gets into first place and doesn't lose a one-game wild card because they can't win their own fucking division. Yeah, that division is thick, man. What up? Giants what? are playing with fucking, you know, like the the lineup comparison between the Giants and the Dodgers is like two. Like a, they're, they're like a the Dodgers farm team. Giants have the best record in baseball. I know. Shout right. out to the Giants. No one saw this coming. No one. And and those three teams. I'm just hoping that San Diego gets beat up a bunch by those other teams, as because my Reds are starting. They're they're creeping back in that wild card, and that and that's what I want because I think the Brewers. The Reds had the best record in the National League in July, and they gained the game on the Brewer, a game on the Brewers. So, right. so, so that that's the way I'm look. I'm looking at like, dude, we the Reds are playing good baseball, but now they're only four back of the Padres because Joey Votto is putting his team on his back, though. So that that's what I'm just hoping for, but it's gonna get pretty good, I think. These last uh, what, what are we talking here? These last like 50 games. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Have the Dodgers already played the Mets in Los Angeles? They have not. That's actually happening in a couple of weeks. I've got, uh, I've already got tickets to two games. I'm going to one of them with Chris wild on his birthday. And uh, I I've got, I've also got tickets with the seven line army Mets Mets fan fan club coming to town. I'll be there. I'll be there for two, at least two of those games. I got to give a shout out to Jay Lloyd. He went to the Mets Reds game yesterday. This is such a simple idea, but it's a brilliant idea. What he does for games. So 
Jay Lloyd, for those of you who don't know, longtime dirtball, he's our Photoshop connoisseur. He, he does all the great Photoshops for us, and, and he's really talented. And uh, he's a Cincinnati guy. He was up there visiting Kyle Aronofsky. Yes, oh. shout out to both of those guys. I had plans on trying to swing through beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey on my way back from the Jersey Shore, but I was running a little behind. I will one day make it to Kyle Aronofsky's Miller Lite serving backyard bar. I am sad and uh, hurt by my own actions that I did not make it while Jay Lloyd was there. I apologize. I know I let you guys down. I owe you one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm playing. Okay. So it's actually, I think it's Kyle's birthday. Today. So shout out to Kyle. Happy birthday from Tom's river, New Jersey. So they go to the game yesterday and Jay Lloyd, he's texting me some photos. They're on the far right behind the dugout. You know what his move is? Think about how brilliant this is when the tickets have gone digital. He'll buy cheap seats and they'll scout it out. Now, we've all done this all our whole life. Then we move down. But you can't move down now, right, Joe, unless you show him the tickets. Right. Then he, he photoshops on his tickets the better location. It's fantastic. Think about how brilliant this is. He goes, no security guard's going to know. Yeah. You, you, you watch the game for probably what? I think about three. I think it's just I, like how J. Lloyd photoshopped my negative PCR test when I went to fucking opening day because my vaccination wasn't official yet oh he did yeah i was like hey i need a fucking negative covid <laughs> test he's like you got it that's amazing so he's been doing this and he said he said during the 2015 Bengals season like the last season that they were pretty good and they had the epic meltdown against the steelers he said he did that for the whole season he had cheap Bengals seats and he would photoshop like two thousand dollar seats every game that he knew nobody was going to be sitting in. I think it's just such a brilliant idea. If you're good at Photoshop to yeah. do that. And like my head was exploding. Cause I'm like, this is such a great idea. Now I'm hearing he's Photoshopping COVID tests. Yeah. And Jay Lloyd has been canceled because yeah. uh, we just put him. Uh, I was vaccinated. That's yeah. the thing. Like I didn't feel bad about it at all because I was already vaccinated, but they were like, Oh, you have to be, I would think I was like, 11 days out after being vaccinated they were like your vaccination has to be two weeks old and i was like guys this is nonsense i literally got vaccinated to come to this game now you're telling me i didn't get vaccinated early enough you know it'd be funny too if somebody showed up at those seats and then you were both showing your phones and you know let's be honest the people working these games i think you have to be 65 or older well yeah also i mean there's there's always the scanning of the qr code which is the thing i i've done this recently which is you know they scan you when you come in sure but they never scan you when you're going to your seats so like i bought a i bought a single ticket when i went to san diego and then there was a bunch of you know friends of mine that were there i was like i'm getting myself a good seat I was like, there's no one sitting down here. So I just screenshot my ticket. And I was like, here, I texted it to them. I was like, use this to get down to where I'm sitting and then just sit next to me. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of ways around the system now. Yeah. Back in the day when they had a hard ticket, only one person can have the hard fucking ticket. So I'm saying we have we have figured it out. Okay, let's move on from one trade from the NBA um, uh, 
baseball trades to basketball trades. That's all I was trying to say. Stumble yeah, on my words. <laughs> Let's go from blah, ah, just locking up. I, I don't know what was happening there. Fucking like my, full max headroom there. Geek, 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 geek. My so AF. The reference and literally no one will get. Literally, I don't know what you're talking about. Really? You don't remember Max Headroom? What was that? Oh, man. It was a show back in the day. You would remember from the 80s. Like, if you saw it, it was it was a short-lived TV show where, like, the it was, like, an AI, like a computer thing that was, like, this, this you know, he was, like, an AI, Max Headroom. And, oh, man. Somebody should go down that. But like you've seen it referenced a million times. What was the one with the girl? The girl robot. Small world? Yeah. Small wonder. Small wonder. What do you make of this Lakers trade, man? I don't like it. Listen, I like it and I don't like it simultaneously. What I like about it is you have a guy in Russell Westbrook who if we're now in the portion of LeBron's career where it's like, he's going to need rest. He's, he's played, you know, in 10 finals, he's played in Olympics. He's been playing in the NBA since he was 18. Like there's a lot of wear on LeBron James. I think what I like about it is you can have a team of a healthy Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook, random fucking collection of people and win regular season basketball games and be like, I'm talking about without LeBron James. Now, obviously you have LeBron James, he's healthy, whatever that makes you a great, you have a great little threesome. But what I don't like about it is I don't think it pushes them over the top in terms of, being able to compete with the other great teams. Like I just don't think Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are necessarily a nice fit basketball wise. That's what I'm saying. They were talking about buddy healed. There was that buddy healed move that was out there. They need a, they need a shooter, man. Right. And Russell Westbrook at this point is not a shooter and never has been. I mean, he, I, I believe just like a Kyrie Irving, just like a Carmelo Anthony, just like, it's like, it's not hard to catch and shoot, but I just don't think he has that ability in him to like approach to the game that way. I just don't think he has the ability to have the basketball and not put the basketball on the floor, but the, you know, the reason I like it is again, I think it, I think Russell Westbrook is good, it's really, great. really good at basketball. He's great. He can win games by himself, and he will win games for the Lakers by himself. Okay, but, but what does it mean come playoff time when you've got to beat more complete teams that are also put together better? But for me, I'm trying to understand from the basketball side, you know, the playmaking side, the, the plays, whatever offense they're calling. LeBron needs the ball in his hands. So does Westbrook. How is that playing out in these moments? Look how it played out with Harden Westbrook. Not great. And that's my point. The 
the only other thing that makes me really like it is like in LeBron, I trust it can is like LeBron is a obviously the greatest basketball talent of all time, in my opinion, the greatest basketball player ever, in my opinion. I also think he has the highest basketball IQ of he's he's up in the top one percent of all time. Like does LeBron James, not Frank Vogel, but does LeBron James figure out a way that that he can use Russell Westbrook's skill set and not and is he smart enough to go Russell Westbrook isn't changing but I can change I can be a player that adjusts my game to suit what we now have in Russell Westbrook I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's possible you're going to give Westbrook the benefit of the doubt. No, I'm going to give LeBron James the benefit of the doubt okay. that he can find a way to make this work. I just still don't like the, the thing I don't like about it is I just don't think, I think it makes them a significantly better regular season team. And that's great for them. They have a higher seed. They have home games. They have whatever. I just don't think it pushes them over the top to beat a specifically a Bucks team and a Nets team in an NBA finals. I think the Suns, obviously Chris Paul has declined his option. I don't think that they're going to be back. Um, you like, you know, do I think the Lakers are better than Utah? Yeah. Do I think the Lakers are better than, you know, are they going to be better than Denver? If Denver is completely healthy, I don't know. Are they going to be better than, you know, but the West also has, I mean, you look at teams like, you know, Portland, like they have a, chemistry problem you know they've got a too many guys doing the same thing too many guys who need the ball problem like uh you know i just i think it's more in terms of i think this helps the lakers as a team but i'm not sure how much it helps them win a championship yeah and i certainly don't think adding carmelo anthony as the three-point shooter helps them win a championship Man, he just keeps getting – he's like a retread. He just keeps getting brought up from team to team again and again and again. Yeah, I don't like it for those reasons as well. Come playoff time, come crunch time when it really matters. So Kawhi opted out, mm -hmm. but he's most likely going to re-sign for the max amount of money he can make with the Clippers. But he might not play all next year, from what I'm reading, if that's accurate. Injury-wise? Yeah, his knee his knee was shredded. He's going to miss a whole year. And re-sign for a max contract? I don't know. I mean, I mean, who knows? The, the timetable with these guys' injuries. team player. <laughs> Apparently, they've already invested enough in him that they're not going to back out now. Right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, he jacked up his knee pretty badly. He's probably at least missing half a season. Paul opted out as well. Yep. So he where does Chris Paul end up? See, I, okay, I'm gonna propose this to you. Would you have rather had Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook on the Lakers? Chris Paul. Me too, without a doubt. But. You know, it, it, it does cause the same sort of problem. 
LeBron James throughout his career has essentially been the point guard of his basketball team. Yeah. Chris Paul's not going to be a spot up shooter. Chris Paul needs the ball in his hands. Chris, like, I, I, you know what? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm maybe Russell Westbrook, honestly. Okay. Age wise. Here's what I, here's, I'm going to say Russell Westbrook, actually. I changed my mind. Because I don't know that Chris Paul pushes them over the top in terms of winning a championship either. And I don't think Chris Paul helps them. I don't think a Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, LeBron James out or a Chris Paul, LeBron James, Anthony Davis out is more dynamic than Russell Westbrook in terms of just winning random Wednesday night, regular season games against the Sacramento Kings. Russell Westbrook can go out there and do that by himself. And I think that's great when you have an aging LeBron James who needs rest. And he's back in LA. LA guy. What are some the other ceiling traits? on Russell Westbrook is way higher at this point in his age and his career than Chris Paul. So it's really just a matter of can LeBron James get him to be something other than a stat padding psychopath. Yeah. Good luck with that though. Well, if there's somebody who could do it, it's LeBron James. All right. Other big trades we want to talk about? As I'm, as I'm scrolling through. Hit me with some some trade tracker. OKC. Always trading. They that Der- move, they get. They get Derek Favors and a future first-round pick. Jazz get a future second round pick. I mean, it's, it's, they're just stack, stockpiling. I love stack, stockpiling picks. They really do. I mean, you know, the big one was obviously Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Your Knicks were making trades, but within the draft, basically. Right. We we still have uh, Ben Simmons on the Sixers. I th- I think that says a lot, to be honest. I don't know if people want him, but you gotta be able to shoot. You just gotta be able to shoot. I I don't care how like you gotta be able to shoot. You you, you just have to. I think he's just such a liability right now. You know where I'd low key like to see Ben Simmons. The Warriors. If you have shooters, they doesn't need to be able to shoot. Well, Sean they, Livingston Bonanza. They they I think they were looking at potential trades, but the, the Sixers wanted more. Well, the Sixers need to get their shit together because they have to know its value. I, I thought I saw. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see something. Let, let me pull this up. If this is accurate. So the Sixers were trying to work out a deal with the Warriors. Let me see what the deal was. Come on, what was the deal? Don't don't give me this headline and then not disclose the deal. Okay, hold on. 
Yeah, the asking price was way too steep. Okay, the Sixers asked for Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, the number seven and 14 picks. Jesus that's Christ. Fucking ridiculous. I, again, w- w- that's absurd. Yeah. That's absurd. I mean, he's damaged goods. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think he's unsalvageable. Dude, just work on your jump shot every day. Every single day. Hire a coach every single day. Just work on your jump shot. Like, seriously, let's talk about me. I'm almost 40 years old. If I spent two hours a day with a coach working on my jump shot, I'm, I'm shooting great after 12, 12 months. I, I legit think that if you, if you, if I had two hours a day with a specialized shooting coaches and all these guys have that, I am just hitting buckets and I have, do not have any athletic ability. I'm talking about Ben Simmons. You wouldn't be able to get it off on anybody, but he's 6'10". That's my point. Six two hours. A, dude, I don't think this is crazy to say two hours a day. Every single day with a coach. He's got the yips. He's got the spinsies. Dude, see a a therapist, man. Yeah. I, you know, use that dirty sports promo code, dirty. By the way, I want to just talk space because I just said the spinsies. Um, You know, I, I shouldn't even do this because, you know, faceless troll accounts, but like, Somebody tried to call me out for the Kyrie Irving thing. I think that we were very clear in saying that the difference between Kyrie Irving and Simone Biles. Get ready. Our most popular battery is what we still have. We still to this day have no idea what Kyrie Irving's problems are. Meanwhile, Simone Biles is putting up video of her not being able to land shit on her Instagram and being like, guys, I you guys are all talking about this. And I'm going to show you what I'm dealing with. Meanwhile, we still have no idea, nor does Steve Nash, nor does fucking anybody know what Kyrie Irving's problem is. And there I, you know, somebody coming at me for saying, basically, we were shitting on Kyrie Irving. I'm like, no, we said very clearly. She owned it 100% and continues to own it, continues to put put out fucking information about what's wrong. And Kyrie Irving to this day, we have no idea what his issue is. Family illness, Black Lives Matter, the world's flat. I have no idea. He's never once made a fucking statement. He just disappears and doesn't feel like he has to answer to anybody. And has never even said he's mentally he has, he's mentally unfit. So fuck you, weird Brandon Schaub burner account. Wow, this guy's in your head, Prano. I just, oh, well, I hate when people fuck, you know, oh, you're a faceless troll pretending to be somebody else and putting out shit that's completely false. I'd like to say that I, I've proudly, uh, I've, over, I've overcome the trolls. I'm not like, I'm like, I just won't respond. I've, 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 I've climbed the hill. You're not even like, like, like these people, like you're not gonna. Yeah. But we did explain it that there, there is a difference and, and you don't have to agree and that's fine, but 
I, I do think there, there's nothing more pathetic than hiding behind an account. There, there really isn't anything more pathetic. I, I don't care who you're critiquing. I stand by that. Whether it's politics, even, even people I don't agree with, like, like it doesn't matter. There's nothing more pathetic, pathetic than doing that. So whatever. But look, mental, mental health is obviously a real issue. Um, but transparency is important. And I, I, I tend to agree. And I think there's a lack of it with Kyrie. We don't and I think that, you know, it's it's unfair for us to even say. It's un, it, it's it's making an assumption that anything that Kyrie had to do was mental health. He just never said anything about anything. He just yeah. left for personal reasons. That's not saying let's be open. Let's like, let's give this guy a moment for like mental, like you're not saying anything and you're doing it multiple times and you're leaving your fucking, you're hanging your head coach out to dry because he can't even go do press conferences and make answers. Huge difference between Simone Biles letting somebody make a statement on her behalf and then being like, guys, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about my mental state. Let me tell you what's actually happening here. Here's video of me not being able to land a fucking thing in practice. I have what's known as the spinsies. If you don't know what that is, here's how it works. Boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. So different than being like, I am leaving for the fourth time this season, my team sport for personal reasons that I refuse to explain. Uh, the, uh, the, it's unbelievable. To say that fucking those are the exact same thing. Well, she's going to compete. Daniel LaRusso's going to fight. So this will be her last thing. What, what is she competing in? Uh, the, the vault. I don't know. The vault. I clearly know nothing about. We just I, I just read it before. I don't know if it's a. The high bar? What is it? Yeah, what is it? No, she withdrew from the, the vault. The beam final. Okay. Way less flipping and spinning. Just the occasional backflip, and then obviously whatever they do to get off it. So good for her. I hope she fucking wins. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed these Olympics. Been awesome. These, these athletes are God, they're just something else. I think I want to I I you know, I I just just the physiques. I mean, everybody's just like you watch these runners, you watch these swimmers. I dare I say I just want to marry an Olympic athlete. I I, I see their bodies, I see obviously they're at the peak athletic level. And then I realized they would look at me and say, you pathetic loser. You they'd be like, they'd be like, I'm so my kid's now going to be less athletic than me. <laughs> <laughs> downgrading to you. You barely do five miles on the treadmill. You loser. I was, I was on the treadmill last. I'm watching the track and field. Just absolutely yoked. The Americans are struggling, man, on track and field. 
like the days where you and I grew up in like the heyday. Yeah. Of the greats. No, no disrespect. Cause I know it's not easy, but, and, and, and I don't know. I, I have, I have such empathy for these athletes doing this in the, empty stadiums i just i don't know it just sucks i'm like watching that right you watch these track and fields these big stadiums because i have like i have more sympathy and respect for them because joe it's not like the sports we're watching where they're just gonna be back at it the next year this has been five years Mm -hmm. that they've trained day in and day night they have no lives and they have to do this with an empty stadium all the athletes competing. It's got to suck. But obviously, they're, uh, they're doing it and they're making it work. Um, and the Snoop Dogg commentary is something that we all need to get on board. I, I tweeted this out. Snoop Dogg is, I don't know if he's doing it more. He was doing uncensored commentary on Peacock, which is NBC's new streaming app. He was doing it with Kevin Hart. And it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to play some of this. There it is. So the first one up is the equestrian. Mm-hmm. I like this. This is equestrian. This is they prancing. Call this, they prancing. Call this equestrian. By the way, look at that horse. Did you? Oh, the horse crip walking, huh? You see that? <laughs> On the set. That's gangsters of up. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, come on, man. This horse is off the chain. I gotta get this motherfucker in a video. Girl. Oh, you see. Oh my God! Snoop said I gotta put the horse in the video. Motherfuckers off the chain. I need that. Horse crip walking is officially in the Olympics. Man, you see that? Play it one more time, man. You gotta see that. That intro play, walk was play cold. Play it one more time. Play, play it one more time so we can see it. I love that. Need him in the video. Don't you love that? Uh, yeah. And and then this was a good one. This was about uh, skeet shooting. <laughs> Gold medals in skeet shooting. I got a couple of means gold medals in skeet shooting, but not that kind okay, of well, skeeting. Yeah, well, but skeet, I do skeet skeet. skeet, skeet. skeet. He's a, he's oh, saying, skeet skeet, he's, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I love? You know what? First of all, Snoop's career evolution, I, I think, is amazing, right? And and what I love is when you watch these videos, again, I posted them on our on our Twitter. You can see the fun that Kevin Hart and Snoop are having. Like, I love this idea of them just going completely uncensored, doing, saying whatever they want. I mean, he's talking about skeeting while watching the Olympics. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Can these guys just be the main announcers? Oh, yeah. That'll go go over great with middle America. Well, well, I'm saying maybe tone it, you know, obviously if it's on NBC, they couldn't be uncensored completely, but maybe tone it down. You know, Snoop's been doing those, those thriller boxing match commentaries. Yeah. I I just, I don't know, man. Snoop is a funny dude. He's legit. Really funny. Just being himself. Dude's hilarious. And Kevin Hart just doesn't sleep once again. Kevin yeah. Hart, this guy. I think he gets four minutes of sleep a night. <laughs> Wakes up, goes on to do the next thing. When does he sleep? But yeah, that was funny as hell. I don't have Peacock. I don't plan on getting it. 
Because at what point do we just give up on these streaming devices? Can we just go back to cable? Can we just make that happen? Um, I love I love my non-cable setup. I pay for nothing, so I'm ecstatic. Well, you know, the big thing is the family swap. Like, I got yeah. the YouTube TV. My brother's giving me his HBO. Yeah. I got the so-and-so. My other brother's giving Enjoy me. Enjoy this while it lasts. They, they will figure it out one day. How have they not already? I mean, there's the ability. I think it's a matter of, like, you want to build it to a certain point, and then they'll, like, drop it. Like, dude, the football, you know, the NFL Sunday ticket, like, you can't be watching that shit on two devices. It fucking flips out. So. When, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they know how to do it. The NFL figured it out. Well, and everybody's figured it out. They just don't want to implement it because it's like, you know, will will people give up on fucking Hulu entirely if they were actually paying for it? Probably. I want to go over comments from American swimmer Lily King on her criticism of Russian athletes, because I've been asking this the entire Olympics and I'm probably yeah. probably most people have. So we all know the big 2014 doping scandal yeah at the sochi winter olympics yes so basically they banned russia from the olympics but they didn't right now now they're competing as the russian olympic committee the roc but not technically for the country of russia right but it is right so she said there are a lot of people who should not be here and then she goes on to talk about it, and so did uh, other American swimmer, um, Ryan Murphy, who took digs. But, like, like th this just goes to show how corrupt. Like, like if, 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 we, if we put them, the three of them head-to-head, -head, the IOC, FIFA, and the NCAA – I don't know who's a more corrupt head scratching committee or league or whatever you want to call it. I know this is going to be a take that you hate because, you know, you, I, I think you out every morning before you cut the lawn and like salute Walt's American flag that you have over the fucking front door or whatever. But like, I like, I'd like to get to a point where people can just compete as themselves like if you don't want to train with the u.s team and you don't want like why do you have to be a u.s olympian if you don't want to like and and by the way i'm saying you should have the i'm saying you should have the option but if you don't want like there's something you know about obviously having a team to train with having all their facilities having the money that comes with being in the usa you know Olympic team, swim team, whatever. But like, for example, the swimmers, like a lot of those guys are just like college swimmers who train with their college team. And then for like a week, they're on the U S Olympic team, as opposed to, you know, let's say you're on the ski team, you have all their facilities, you have all their whatever. But like, if you want to compete as you, you should be able to. Well, I see your point. I don't know the full history Obviously, everybody has competed for their own countries, and I don't know if that's always been the standard. But in this instance, 
if the whole country is known to cheat and but and my be- point is is every single person cheating and then because you're from russia you're banned you should be banned from the olympics because other people cheated well again i see your point as well i i think the problem is you're like i'm just born here and they won't let me leave if there's no now rem- i'm banned from the olympics because some other asshole was fucking doping but to me, it, it, it's similar to, to the baseball situation, right? If the Houston Astros get caught cheating, blatantly cheating, and there's no repercussions, then what's the point? But that was that's what I would argue is like, basically within the Russian, within every country, there's t- like the guy who's swimming for America has never met the guy who's running for America until fucking the Olympics, probably till the opening ceremonies. So the idea that like, Oh, you think you think dude, I'm telling you, they have year round orgies. They meet. (laughs) Well, my point is let's say, let's say the entire U S track and field team got caught doping. Every single fucking member was doping. That should affect the U S volleyball team. Well, they don't I, even fuck. They're not even. They've never fucking met each other. No, again, that that's a legit point. But I think the problem is that this was a whole system run and operated and facilitated by the Russian government. So, so it would be like if the U.S. government, not to say that they couldn't do this or have, who knows? You know, I, I I'm a firm believer of anything is possible if they were operating this whole system to funnel illegal doping to their athletes, I, I think that's the difference in this situation in, in the Sochi thing. That's what was going on. This well, my was, point is still like, let's say, let's say it is, let's say like, do you think anybody on the Russian badminton team is like, yeah, give me that juice. Like fucking, you don't need that. Ju- You're playing badminton. The 20, you think that 50 kilometer power walker, who's not even allowed to fucking break into a full stride. is like, give me that good stuff. He's fucking walking. You sure power walking is really a sport? I just, we should literally just looked it up. What's it under? I don't know. I, I'm looking at Olympic, power walking. Olympics. I'm, look, I'm looking at Olympic sports. Walk run that walk running. No, the only W sports are water polo, weightlifting and wrestling. I still have the fucking thing pulled up. Race walk. Race walking. Tokyo Olympics preview race walks. But why, again, why is that? I'm on the Olympics page. I'm on the fucking, you know. Like the Olympics.com, their page. Why is that not listed under sports? I don't know. Look up race walks. Funny when you say race walking, I'm thinking it's just it's different races racing against each other. Entries, timetable, world's list, how it works. Because the only R's I'm seeing are rhythmic gymnastics, road cycling, roller speed skating, and rowing and rugby. I don't know, buddy. I don't know either. But this is the final week, correct? Yes. I need more Snoop Dogg in there. That's what I need. 
Okay, somebody left a call. I, I, I want... I want you to try to decipher this, Joe. Okay. Speaking of sports, we don't understand. Somebody thinks they found an Olympic sport for me. Okay. I think I found an Olympic sport for you. Race walking. Okay. I'm not seeing that on the list. Let me play this. I don't know what he's talking about. Hey, John in Salt Lake City, Utah here. Uh, Watching the Olympics that night. Turned on dressage. And I have absolutely no idea what is going on. Uh, but it made me think of Ruther because the two things he loves is sports slash competition and animals. And here you have uh, horses uh, competing with humans and, and something. I, I, still, I still don't know what they're doing, but um, just wondering. That, I mean, this might be Ruther's calling. So just wondering if uh, you've checked it out and uh, what you guys think about Andy Ruther and the sport of dressage. Uh, stay dirty. What is it? Dressage. I know exactly what it is. How's that we've spelled? You've already talked about it on this episode. It's fucking horse crip walking. It's exactly what Snoop Dogg was watching. Is that it's under a quest? Fuck- is that equestrian? Yeah. It's fucking horse dance prancing. Oh. Literally exactly what Snoop Dogg was watching. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. This, this, this within these categories are the sports. That's why the race walking. Okay, I, I now see how they've. How's that spelled though? Dressage. So that's what Snoop was commenting on. One hundred percent. I didn't even see the video, but I'm. Uh, I know that's what he was commenting Bro. on. It's pretty gangster what these what these horses do. I'm so it sounds lie. like we have found. I mean, your your brother has a horse. That horse is crazy. You could get on it, start making a no, crip walk. I can't, it's, dude. It's throw my brother off it two, two times already. He's gotten jacked up. That horse is out of control. Broken wrist, black eye, all cut up his face a second time. Like a horse is wild. I'm not getting on that damn. I couldn't get on the horse. He'd kill me. Well, we need to find you a crip walking horse so you can compete maybe, as an Olympic athlete. Maybe that horse just dressage. needs to hear here just needs to hear a little Snoop Dogg. Do you think they'll add crip walking to the race walking uh sub genre? I hope point? they do. <laughs> I love when dudes crip walk. Like, dude. I so in college, <laughs> I used to get really drunk. And they'd put on group walking videos and I'd try to do it and I would fail every fucking time. God, I wish there was a video out there of me doing that. I probably looked whitest as I could possibly look. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I'm for it, though. I like it. Maybe I can do that with the raccoons I catch. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad we identified. I didn't know what his call was. Yeah. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. Again, guys, if you're going to leave a call, I don't know why we we struggle a lot of times with in and out of service. Like we had a lot this week where I was like, what is happening? I knew you're laughing. Because you're rubbing your eye like it's so painful. To, you're like, huh. because- oh, guys. We need to get our service better. I figured out the problem. Everybody wants to leave a call not in a controlled environment. 
everyone's like, hey, I'm in the car. I'm walking somewhere. I'm under a solar panel in a tunnel under a fucking windmill. I'm on top of a stadium tower. I'm hiding from the government under a bunker waiting for the end of the world. I don't know what it is. But the calls are nonstop in and out of service, which sucks because on parts use your landlines. You know, some of them like, oh, that's a good chunk of a call, but if half of it is is whack. We kind of already I was going to play CT's call shout out to CT, but it was we already basically talked about it. It was it was more the Simone Biles thing. Yeah. Of just and then he was saying, thanks for addressing the. uh, Mental health stuff. Which. Look, everybody goes through athletes are going to go through it. But again, back to that initial point. I think just be just be open and honest and then everybody will be like, cool. Yeah, you're going through some shit. I'm not going to badmouth somebody for going through personal, emotional shit. We all do just be open and honest. Maybe Kyrie was going through a bad breakup. We don't know. Yeah. And you don't have to tell me exactly what's going on, but you yeah. should tell your coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to tell everybody everything. But I just think also in these team sports versus individual sports, it's like a whole different fucking world. You know, obviously she dropped out of a team competition because she thought she was going to hurt her team. I don't think Kyrie's ever left because he thought he was going to hurt the team. And also these other teams, you know, this goes back into the stuff we're talking about with like the vaccination and everything like that. I mean, look at Mike, Mike Zimmer is basically just being like, fuck you if you're not vaccinated because his entire Quarterback room is out. I didn't see that. Yeah. Because one of them, because basically all of them except one guy weren't vaccinated. One guy got COVID and now they're all close contact because they all fucking share a quarterback room. And Zimmer's just basically like what we went through the last year. It just seems to me so, so selfish not to fucking do it. And I, and we've talked about it before. And I think it fucking is. If you're on a team, To leave that team and not tell people why or to leave that team or to be be forcefully removed from that team because you made a decision that was personal and not for your team. I mean, you're also allowed to be selfish, but you're not, but you're not allowed to, but you're, you can't complain when people say you're selfish. Well, I, I think for me, I've thought a lot about this in the past year and a half. I think the pandemic has shown how selfish we can be as a country individually. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, that's nothing to do with politics or I just think it's shown in, in so many different facets, how selfish that we can be. And, and everybody tries to ignore that. And I think, I think it does show um, through these things and, and it's just, it sucks. And that's, and that's gotta, yeah. If you're the coach, that's gotta suck, dude. You're trying to get ready season. We're in August, man. Season's right around the corner. One quick hit before we end the episode. We'll discuss the Evander Kane thing real quick. So uh, San Jose Sharks, Evander Kane, 
is under allegations from his wife that he bet on NHL games. And she's putting him on full blast on her IG stories, also claiming he was in bad with guys coming after him for gambling debts, threatened to kill the family. Hockey players. Savage. But, bro, like, I mean, to be in this day and age, betting on sports, like being an athlete and betting on sports. Like, first of all, I, I mean, I, honestly, with sports betting being legal a lot of places now, like, I think that you should be a hockey, like, he should 100% be allowed to bet on the NBA and the NFL and whatever. But, like, the idea that he was betting on his own games, I mean, like, how fucking reckless. The, the only reason to do that at this point is basically if you're going to throw games, because what's the benefit? Well, again, these are all allegations. Right. But she went hard at the allegations. She went hard at everything, saying he was sleeping with prostitutes, gambling with crooks. Like, she's throwing... I'm, well, just saying, I'm, assu I'm assuming not gambling with FanDuel. He can't sign up like <laughs> at sharks.com at <laughs> this email address. Yeah. I mean, she's going off. She's saying she's at home pregnant while he's banging side chicks. I mean, my point is she's, she's, I'm looking. Bro. That's what's crazy nowadays. Like you do, you do something like that. This guy is like, it, like somebody needs to tell him about fucking cell phones and shit. 2021 prostitutes and bookies. You're in the NHL dog. That's why if you're going to do shady stuff, you just got to go to a different country. Like you got to bang it all out. That would actually be a service, a business you could start for athletes. You're like, okay, dude, you got, you got girl issues. You got whatever you want to do drugs, all this stuff. We're going to do an all Yoshi's Tijuana van. That's what I'm Meet saying. Yoshi at LAX. He'll pick you up. He won't drive because his license is suspended from hitting a homeless person, but <laughs> he will sit in shotgun and take you down to the Hong Kong club. So I'm saying you do all the drugs, all the hookers you want. None of these women are going to know who you are or we'll fly you to Thailand, whatever it is. All you have to be prepared for is a 20 minute detour where we go to see a famous murder in rural San Diego area. Sorry, on our way down, we just need to stop this place where this serial killer once had an omelet. God, it's so true. Oh, Yoshi. I'm seeing him. Uh, I'm seeing him about 10 days. Can't wait. Yoshi. He's unbelievable. I yeah. can't wait to see him perform and then take him to the airport, which is like an hour away. <laughs> but you're right. On the way, we'll stop at a Waffle House where a famous Cincinnati serial killer yeah. once had a uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. So drop your calls. Maybe you guys can shed some more light on some of these things like the Evander Kane thing. 310-359-8365. I sent out 10 beer koozie packages this weekend. So I saw you exchanging messages with a lot of addresses. Shout out to Ruther for all the koozies he sends out. So, yeah, if you want to get two free koozies, all you got to do is drop a podcast review and I'll I'll leave your I uh Jesus, glitched again. Leave your Instagram or Twitter handle and I'll reach out to you. Great. Okay. I'm done talking. You talk, please. I, I you know, I, I like your koozie rewards program. I'm going to, I'm going to add to it. I'll send you some Joe Prano stickers. 
if you follow me on Instagram and DM me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got yeah. to raise those Instagram numbers at Joe Prano on Instagram and all other social media except Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. Go to JoePrano.com. I've got some shows coming up. I'll be back in LA middle of this week. Got some great shows in the LA area if you're around and always adding some new ones. Obviously, the one to really keep on the list. I couldn't be more excited for the weekend in New Orleans, October 1st and 2nd. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, Comedy House, New Orleans, and then Giants at Saints on October 3rd. So if you're anywhere down there or if you're just a dirtball who wants to like travel for a comedy show slash football slash drunken debauchery, what's better than New Orleans? Come down and see a show. Somebody DM. I think somebody DM'd about that too. FYI. About New Orleans? Yeah, about tickets for the football game as well. Right. So check the uh, Dirty Sports DMs. Okay. Just let you know think, right now. I think my DMs are open, aren't they? Are my DMs not open? Uh, I think it was in the Dirty Sports DMs. Okay. Well, I'm saying if somebody has a question for me, they can DM. I'll check it out. Okay. Yeah, you guys can DM Joe directly. Yeah. DM me on Instagram after you follow me there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm trying to catch up because there are a lot of DMs, and I was trying to catch up. Like I was seeing Dirtballs would DM me in the last month. So... Don't take it the wrong way if I don't respond. Guys, don't take it the wrong way. The amusement park closes in a week and it'll be <laughs> back to business. We'll get back on social media again. We haven't posted. We haven't posted on Instagram since like the Super Bowl. No, I started posting again. Oh, did you? Yeah. You even commented the Jameis Winston workout. Oh, right, right, right. That was hilarious. Jameis, dude, Jameis Winston defenders are wild. I just need him to last long enough to be their quarterback the week of October 3rd. I think he'll be their starting quarterback to start the season. Yeah, I think I, he will too. I hope but so. I just need him to last a month. Dude, what if he just shreds the league? What if Jameis Winston just plays awesome, balls out? I mean, there's a chance it could happen. There is. There's absolutely a chance it could happen. <laughs> Okay, what's a bigger chance that Jameis Winston balls out for an entire season or we identify who is running Jameis one-of-one? I think we have a better chance of identifying who runs Jameis one-of-one. Okay. I think we, I still think we could figure that out. We we could. And I'm also not convinced it's not the GM of the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm still, I still, I stay on that. Wow. Right. I don't think it's a 0% chance it's Jason Light. I stand by that. What what debunked that again? Him not appearing on another podcast while somebody also didn't appear on that podcast? That was our debunking? I don't even remember, yeah, what debunked The debunking that. was Jason Light was on FaceTime while... Jameis one of one was also on a thing and we never saw any of it. That was the debunking that we had. Well, I would say he just doesn't have the time. Dude, you're a GM of a Super Bowl winning team. Well, at this point, Tom Brady's the GM of a Super Bowl winning team, I, and Jason Light's still in charge of running a burner account. I would say that's 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 mul- that's like multiple personality disorder. Oh, yeah. While blasting himself. Yep. It's, it's a sickness. That's like a made for TV lifetime movie. I agree. 
Can't wait until it comes to be true and they come to us for breaking it originally. Yeah, I can't wait to see who plays me. <laughs> Seth Green. Oh, really? You think it's Seth Green? With now that we have the now that we have the hair, now that we have highlights in the hair, we have Seth Green from like Can't Hardly Wait. You put somebody older than me. I love that to play me. It would have to be somebody younger and better looking. But hey, maybe Seth Green's better looking. Okay, that's the show. Thanks for sticking around, guys. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.